When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence. This is the Oklahoma State Cowboy Insider from Learfield. Now, here is your host, the voice of the Cowboys, Dave Hunziker. Welcome back, everybody. Adam Hildebrand here with you, along with the voice of the Cowboys, Dave Hunziker. We've got another uh, full week ahead of Cowboy football uh, leading up to the game at 6 o'clock on Saturday against Pine Bluff. But uh, we're here to... to talk about uh, not only a few things that are Oklahoma State related, but also some general college football, Dave, after this last weekend. Uh, and we mentioned this several times on the broadcast. It was kind of good just to get out with a win on Saturday, the way a lot of other games in the country played out. I mean, we saw some absolute carnage in the top 10, and it was a, almost even worse if Texas would have been able to pull off that upset against Alabama. Well, the Sunbelt Conference should demand $80 million of school for television rights. <laughs> after the weekend they had... With Appalachian beating AM, Marshall winning at Notre Dame, they should get eighty million to school. Well, I'm for it. We're going to start that got, right now. They deserve it. Give it to them. Give them their money. Near, they got darn near three million just for playing those two games, and then they won both of them. <laughs> yeah, you go play guarantee games. It's no feeling like going on the road. You know this from basketball at ORU. I know it from Radford. You know we don't like it here at Oklahoma State because we're the ones doing the paying. But when you're the school that gets paid. You can go on the road and and get a big check and leave with a win. Oh, that's just the greatest thing ever. That you're not oh. supposed to. They, they they bought you because you're not supposed to beat them, and then you right. go in and beat them, and then you and then usually what happens is at least at Radford when we beat LSU in basketball in 1993, that was in December 30th of 92. We beat them. No, 93. Excuse me, December of 93. 
The fiscal year, of course, July 1st was the end of the year. The check showed up on June 30th for the guarantee. <laughs> At the last possible moment, we finally got paid. <laughs> That's outstanding. So there you go. I don't know if we do that to people that beat us. I, I'm not going to even get into that. I don't care. It's not my business. We have wonderful financial people that take care of those things. So uh, I just remember that little anecdote, but it was crazy. I mean, it was, you know, in a lot of close games and it was, you know, of course we had some wild games in our conference with uh, Kansas winning at West Virginia. You know, it looks like, you know, who knows, maybe the Jayhawks are, and I think maybe they, they have found their head coach. Uh, you know, we'll see as time goes along, but they made progress last year, late in the season, you know, they showed signs as the year went along, they were getting better. And so, yeah, it, and, and of course, Baylor was in a wild game, uh, losing out to BYU. So there was a lot. To, <laughs> there was a, a lot to watch. A lot of quality yeah, games, I, to say I, the least. I kind of appreciated Baylor and BYU having the late kick because that's what, what uh, got me home from Stillwater after our post game Saturday night. I was able to tune into that and and not only listen to that all the way home, but I actually got home and watched the overtime segments uh, since they they had gone into overtime. So that was that was some good entertainment on the drive entertainment on the drive home. I yeah, don't you're know. You're tougher than I am. I, I couldn't stay awake. I was exhausted. I was oh, done. I'm, you young whippersnappers, you can do that. I can't do that. I just go take my Geritol and go to bed. It took a large cup of coffee uh from the from the gas station on my way out of town uh, to to get me through it for sure i don't know i've seen this circulating i don't know how accurate it is but did you see the photo of supposedly what kentucky's post-game meal was after they beat florida no it was a it's a gator are you serious it's one that's clearly been like cooked whole and then eaten off of well i I don't know that who knows you know in in the crazy world of social media and college sports yeah. that could be a completely manufactured thing but i i that would be an interesting uh an interesting celebratory meal after after beating the gators for sure yeah it sure would be for sure well that's a uh, uh, you know a little look into the the craziness of what unfolded last Saturday, and of course that has allowed the Cowboys to move up in the polls uh, with right. with both Notre Dame and Texas A and M losing at home, uh, Oklahoma State now up to uh, seven and eight in the uh, coaches and AP polls. Uh, so the you know continuing to climb up those rankings, and you think about it, Dave, if you know if this were four years from now, they would be halfway up the tree in the college football playoff once it expands to twelve. Yeah, and it, and it's interesting, Coach Gundy. I totally agree with what he says. There really shouldn't be polls until October. Sure. Now, it helps generate interest. It's fun. I guess there's really no harm in it as long as they adjust properly. And sometimes I don't know if they do. That's why you have the college football playoff to come up with their own rankings. And of course, their rankings don't come out until well into the season, which follows along the lines of what Coach Gundy's talking about, because nobody really knows how good anybody is. And really, at the end of the day, you know, you have to be deep enough to get through the season. You know, you have to be consistent enough over the course of the season to to really be one of those top 10 teams. Of course, even if you're if you're in in the top four, you have to be the elite of the elite with all the boxes checked, because if you're lacking one of those areas, it's going to get exposed at some point. And so right now, you know, who knows? You know how good anybody is. Is Oklahoma State the number seven, number eight team in the country? No, probably not. I mean, I think we would all agree with that. I mean, that's probably too high. But if you can keep winning games and stay there, who knows? You might be in November. 
you know, that wasn't the case in 2015 when the Cowboys started 10 and 0. I mean, geez, they probably weren't the 20th best team in the country when they were 10 and 0, but they started playing better than they really were. They got on that incredible win streak and they did win a game against a team that everybody thought was better than they were. They hammered TCU, uh, came up short against Baylor and Oklahoma and then Ole Miss and the Sugar Bowl. But right now, it's hard to tell how good anybody is. And I think. It'll be even more challenging now that we have the the transfers running around all over the place. You have guys moving about uh, without sitting out, making it really hard to know who's good. And then you'll have some weird losses, and teams may hit stride in mid-October. And that's one thing about an expanded playoff. It gives you some recovery time. The way things are now, you know, you take those transfers. If it takes you a few weeks to get broken in, that one early loss might kill your chances. And if you get two losses, you're dead. So it's an interesting dynamic. Absolutely. And, and you know, I even think back to last year where, you know, those first three games, Oklahoma State just barely escaped with victories over Tulsa and Missouri State and, and Boise State. And we were kind of like, well, how good is this team? But they just kept winning games. And, you know, yeah. by the end of the year, they were squarely in the middle of the playoff contention and uh, ended up being able to get to the Fiesta Bowl and get a win. So uh, in, you never know until later in the season, but certainly we don't want to judge uh, a book too early, a book by its cover, so to speak. You know, we're, we're still in that cover stage of this season very much. You no, know, and that's a great way of saying it. And, and time will resolve it. You know, just time will take care of it. Games, not only for Oklahoma State, but for opponents, it will all sort itself out. It always does. Rarely do teams that deserve to be in the playoff get left out. You know, rarely do teams get in that shouldn't get in. That hardly ever, if ever, happens. It all has a way of taking care of itself. It's so we're sitting here early. And the reality is, of course, for Oklahoma State should be another win this week, but then you go to Baylor. Well, you'll find out. You know, if you are legitimately a potential top seven, top eight team, you'll go win down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you might still be even if you lose, but if you go lose, then you take a step back, and that's a reasonable thing. But if you go to Waco and win, then that number seven, number eight ranking you have right now, you start to think, okay, that's legit. So, yeah, again, you earn it. It takes care of itself. A lot of eyeballs will be turning the Cowboys' way if that takes place as well. Yeah. One thing that uh, that we can state with confidence, uh, much more so than, than the speculation of early season polls, is uh, past success for the Cowboys in special teams. Uh, we've seen it for a long time. And, and you know, I remember as a kid, I remember being in the front yard emulating R.W. McCorders and his punt returns. I, I still yeah. remember uh, him. I think he was about as 85 yarder that he returned. I couldn't even remember who it was, but I was in the stadium and it was the he, he caught it in the north. It'd be the northwest kind of corner. And he returned it around a wall straight past me and my family. And I just remember going absolutely bonkers. But, uh, you know, he was obviously a, a special talent in terms of the tradition of Oklahoma State and its kind of sustained success in the special teams game. It seems like Coach Gundy and, and Joe DeForest really put a lot of emphasis on that. Was that kind of where it started? Or do you think it goes yeah. back even before? Well, it goes back to Les Miles and Joe, you know, and Joe DeForest. And, you know, when Les was here, we had Chris Massey, who I think may have led the nation in kickoff returns in 2001. And then following that, you had Darrant Williams, who was an explosive return guy, uh, especially in in punt returns. He was very, very good. Uh, You had Grant Jones from Pawnee, who was a good kickoff return guy. He had a kickoff return down at Texas. I remember that vividly. Parrish Cox, obviously, one of the all-time great return guys at Oklahoma State. Des Bryant returned punts. 
He had an amazing punt return against AM where he almost stumbled and fell, made a guy miss while he was getting back on his feet and ran it back for a touchdown against AM. I think that was 09. So Dez was really good. Of course, Justin Gilbert was outstanding, was a really, really good punt returner. You know, we've just had so many guys. I mean, even Jalen McCleskey, while he was here, he had a punt return off a of bounce uh, down at Tech. Tyreek Hill, that goes without saying what he did just <laughs> in one season in 2014. It's interesting, Adam, we went for a while, you know, until last year, until the onside kick return for a touchdown in 2020 by Jason Taylor against Tech. We'd not had a kickoff return for a touchdown in six years. It had been a while. Wow. That and, shocks me, honestly. Well, and you get two last year, and we're going to get another one this year. Rest assured, they've almost popped one already. They will get one. I don't think there's any doubt. They will definitely get one. And, you know, and, and not only that, but blocking kicks. I mean, you know, you look at I'm, – I'm looking at this number right now. Number two in the country since 2013 in block kicks with 28. And that's – and those are game changers. You know, when you block kicks, it's it's a big momentum shift. But you know, in this this year's team, Coach Gundy has said said this on the radio show last night. He thinks it may be the best special teams unit he's had, which is saying something. Really, just in terms of coverage, and the kickers are really good. Tanner Brown is very good. You know, they asked Tom Hutton to really speed up his, um, oh, for lack of a better term, you know, to speed up his execution time. So is what I was trying to say. And he did it and did it effectively and still had, I think it was the seventh best hang time game he's had since he's been here. It's in his top 10 for sure. So there's just a lot of things, you know, a lot of things working their direction. And Brennan Presley back there returning kickoffs is really dangerous. So it'll be interesting to see if this team can take its place uh, as one of the best. And it was, I found it, you know, even though there's a lot of young guys playing on those special teams units, Coach Gundy really likes them. And I think he's excited. He feels a lot better now that Tom Hutton has shown that, you know, he can get it off quick and still be really good. I think that made him feel a lot more comfortable about his punt unit, for sure. And then you got Matt Hembro, who was an All-American deep snapper last year, and they asked him against Arizona State's unusual punt block team. They asked him to block. They don't usually ask him to block. They said, hey, we need you to block. And he's like, absolutely. I want to. He wants to show that to the NFL. Well, he did exactly what he was supposed to do. Then he goes down and gets tackled. Yeah, how do you how do you you know, and here's the thing about him, bro. I mean, you know, the velocity on the snaps is so good. So your execution time has a huge boost from as soon as the ball is launched out of his hands because it gets back there really fast. And Coach Gundy has said he talked about this on the radio show last night. He feels like Hembro will have a long career in the NFL as a deep snapper. And you know, it's one of those things you don't notice until you don't have it and something goes wrong. Right. You don't really you don't really think about the deep snapper until it goes south. And then everybody wants to know who it is. Uh, <laughs> but but I, I think him, bro, I think he, I think we should make sure we praise him and recognize him for the good work he's done and just how good he's been and what that means to your units. Because, you know, when you don't have to worry about that piece of it, it makes everything else a whole lot better. I mean, I can remember some games you know, that uh, were impacted and games we've lost because of a bad punt snap or a bad field goal snap put bad, put bad things in motion. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. Mm. 
And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Yeah, and, and you know, I'd, that brings to mind some games that we also lost from silly penalties on things like punt block and you run into the kicker when you're getting the ball yeah. back and the chance to win. I mean, that's stuff that happened, uh, you know, 15, 20 years ago. And we've really not seen that. That's pretty well been eliminated. Those types of little mental mistakes in special teams, we don't see a lot of those anymore. And that speaks volumes to to how those teams are coached and how disciplined they are. Well, and that's the cowboy culture. That's the kind of players you have. You know, if if they're disciplined in everything they do and there's a culture of accountability and discipline and guys doing the right things, then guess what? When they try to block a punt, they don't leave their feet if they're not supposed to. And they're typically not supposed to. So they don't leave their feet. You know, if if there's, you know, a, a block situation on a kickoff return and, you know, they they feel the, uh, you know, the, there's the opportunity to maybe block a guy in the back thinking, hey, maybe I can get away with it. They don't do it. You know, it's that's that's the dis that's the discipline that reveals itself. And it does in everything when you have, you know, type of culture that is here and instilled type of players that you have that want that discipline and respect the discipline. And you don't have those types of problems. They don't they don't happen when you have the right guys. And and with you know some of those guys are are like one of our broadcast partners, Dion Amati, who is uh, was very successful on special teams in his time at Oklahoma State, and now is joining us in the broadcast booth, which is always fun. Oh yeah, you mentioned something that I want to go back and touch on, and it, it had to do with Tom Hutton. You mentioned his hang time has improved because that's not necessarily something that he's been known for since he got here was hang time. Certainly the the wobbliness of how the ball flies and that sort of thing, but that can take away from some of that hang time because usually those big hang time guys are those big high spiral punters. And so for him to have the uniqueness in how that ball rotates and to be able to keep it in the air for a while. So the coverage team could get down there. That's a, that's a pretty unique combination. Well, his hang time is probably, you know, a little better than people realize. You know, I just looked at it, you know, he has his, he had 4.1 basically average hang time uh, in the game against Arizona state. And it was his ninth best Oklahoma State game as far as hang time is concerned. You know, his his is deceiving. It it hangs up there more than you think. And it doesn't look the same as all the old school punters that you used to watch that would boom these spirals. But and of course, we all know about the funky spin and the fact there were, gosh, four games in the last month of the regular season last year and including the Big 12 championship where an opponent lost a fumble trying to field one of his punts because of the funky spin. And, you know, it's – and now they're asking him to to speed it up. You know, as Coach Gundy said last night, basically one-step it, for lack of a better description, speed up the execution time. You know, and he was really good. You know, he averaged – I think it was 43 yards a punt uh, against Arizona State, and it didn't seem to bother him. And so – Again, I think for Coach Gundy, that's there's a lot of comfort in that, you know, knowing that, hey, you know, we, even if we have to move some guys into the punt team that are young, we'll be okay because he can he can get it away quickly. Hembro can get it back there quickly. 
that ball flight kind of reminds me of those uh, those army men that would be on the rockets and you would step on them and shoot them up in the air and then they would parachute back <laughs> and the wind would just yes. push them in all different directions. That's kind of what comes to mind when I when I think about Tom Hutton's ball flight. You know, Dave, you were talking about some of some of the the big name returners and and the the punt that was you know muffed in the Bedlam game last year. The Cowboys also returned a, a kick for a touchdown in the Bedlam game last year. Do you? have a sense like can you feel sometimes when when a kick return or something like that might be coming because it seems like a lot of the time for Oklahoma State they come in some pretty big moments well and a lot of times it's matchup driven I mean it's just like anything else I mean you know we'll try to get a bead on whether there's an opportunity in a given week to take one back and a lot of that is based on not only the quality of the coverage unit that you're facing certainly that plays a role but you know what type of coverage do they use you know, what is their coverage scheme versus what Oklahoma State's trying to do? And a lot of times you'll get into a favorable matchup there, and that's when it happens. You know, you'll have our scheme match up really well, or we can come up with a scheme for that week that will really cause problems for the opponent. So a lot of that is just like everything else. It's matchup driven, and it can be, again, can be based on the quality. It can be based on the scheme. Uh, any of a number of things can be based on the quality of the guy that's punting or kicking. You know, what kind of hang time does he have? Can he kick it where the coverage is geared? Most of the guys nowadays can. You don't see many kicks that don't really go pretty darn close to where the coverage is set. But, and, you know, a lot of that is is matchup driven. So you do have some idea ahead of time when it might happen. Well, we'll be looking forward to seeing what the Cowboys can pull off in special teams this week against Pine Bluff. You know, Dave, before we uh, kind of wrap this up here, we we named off a whole bunch of people earlier, and I might have you might have said him, and I might have missed it. But one guy who definitely springs to mind is Josh Stewart, who had one of the more oh, iconic photos of the punt return possibly in OSU history with all those TCU guys on the ground watching him run into the end zone. Uh, that that was a, a punt return 95 yard punt return so stunning it reduced Gus Johnson to one word he just kept shouting Stewart over and over again as he ran down the field so it was uh, oh, I forgot about that's one of the great ones how could we forget oh I'm I'm embarrassed that I forgot that he was a slithery snake hard to tackle could move and change directions and make guys miss oh I remember that now that you say that oh my gosh that photo that was, was, that was the, an awesome yeah. one that photo was the background of my work computer at Quick's Crest for a, at least a year after after it came out. Uh, that was Should've that been. was a yeah that was that was those were good times and watching Josh Stewart return punts. All right, Dave. Any anything else before we wrap up? Kind of final thoughts here. Oh, you know, I think try to play well this weekend. You know, hopefully you'll get to play at a lot of guys, and then you get a big advantage two weeks to get ready for Baylor while they have to play at Iowa State the week before they face us. So take advantage of the opportunity and and play well this week and and give yourself even more time to get ready in terms of, you know, not having to, you know, hopefully play your starters the entire game and and reduce their play volume and and really set yourself up. And and do it in in crisp fashion. Yes, yeah, and that's what will allow you to do that. If you're crisp then that should that should facilitate a reduced play load for all the starters ideally. Should well, we'll have much more uh, on this game against Pine Bluff as we go throughout the week. Of course, it's all leading up to our uh, Stonewolf Casino Cowboy Football tailgate show at uh, 4 o'clock on Saturday. Come out and see us uh, at Stonewolf Casino, and then we'll have the uh, pregame coverage continuing at 5 o'clock right up to kickoff just after 6. 
That's the voice of the Cowboys, Dave Hunzacker. Dave, thanks for the time. We'll do it again next week. Sounds good, Adam. Thank you, my friend. This has been the Oklahoma State Cowboy Insider. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Cowboys Sports Network.